and you know we're we've seen this movie disrespects his autograph right well he's not the pop star so he comes in he goes where's pop star and he goes i'm his understudy what he was you know he had he got sick at the bar and he asked me to come over and do the dancing wow the hullabaloo would never do that they would just cancel the live broadcast now the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance, so he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance or he's gonna sing? He's gonna dance. What's this? I'll not have me me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Oh, give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. Do give him a chance. I can't do it. Bonjour, monsieur. I yeah. think he deserves a chance, no? Give the opportunity. <clears throat> he looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's the Maytag repairman when the TV comes out. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. Uh, well, another uh, movie, we're in a movie movie where it's a really clean image that just pops right up. Movie. Okay. <laughs> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he going to go up and like pull her hair at the end? <laughs> You don't no. think this is funny? Uh, is cool? yeah, it's not not funny. Yeah. So is... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. For Scotland! <laughs> he's like, ha <laughs> Nice. That was for that studio. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production studio. Or borrowed it. I guess, yes. This Is guy's this funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's the joke. It's all framed as a normal show. Like they can't even tell. It's improv uh, chor choreography, chor choreographed. Yeah, it's improv choreographed. It's improv choreographed. That was, that was the famous ginger. Singing in the Rain movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was probably like pre-recent. Well, no, it was in the... So now in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights, it's concerned. Right, go he on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star? Yeah. So an hour into this movie, two-thirds of this film, now, the he thing finds another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So what's going on here? But yes, he and he's look, it's genuine, it's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her, okay? <laughs> he's just macking on her after her live production. No, like, macking means that oh, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him, I was talking about the Scotsman. He was always uh -oh. macking. He's but, always macking. Yeah, he he was McDonald's, by the girlfriend. McDougal. Always macking. Oh, his name is. He's always macking. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. 
You can like lift them up on their armpits. Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this movie. First two walls first in this movie. Yeah, wait, was that a joke because the wall broke? Yeah, I was gonna say most <laughs> movies break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay. Hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just yeah. here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. I'm banging her. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here to get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. Now, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watched it, I said, just get this over with. You know, there's always, like, when there's a uh, scavenger hunt type movie or there's, like, you must get the six items. It gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, it's like, I, yeah. you must defeat seven exes. Like, oh, I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I'm like, sweet. This <laughs> that, yeah, check off too. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like, you don't know what the sixth one is. And they seem to have gotten all the others. You see? So it sets up. Okay, this is a men on, men's only club, but it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire. It's men's only. Yeah. You could tell from their mem- uh and it's also members only. You can tell from their jackets. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only. Just for men gel. Wait. Yeah, right. Uh, for something would work. for him. No, wait. Stag. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company. Um, called Lloyd's of London. And they go back to the, like, 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But um, there was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked, and they they insure all shipping. They really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage, and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell. And it's it used to be rung... Whenever, like, there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the – there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lusitine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not four sets of bells. Uh, well, okay, since you're pushing me – in truth, there is one, and there's also this replica, and and that will get used as well. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mixed him up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, when London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's phone. like, uh, that's like insurance office broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah, I see it's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like, Oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um, 
Bring me the Lucetine Bell. All right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. And he's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be like in his air control tower going, straight on then, right away, chop, chop. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London visiting. Well, it's London 1965. It's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? And we're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. Breaking their tea. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like... It's like rat race. They're, they're recapping. No, he finds out that they, he asked for the Lusitine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's, it's grand theft larceny, you know? So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on... Go ahead, give him a listen for a second because of these actors. Okay. But I say, sir. Oh, yeah, no, Terry Thomas is the best. Here we go. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. He, he's like, he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft, so yeah. hopefully it picked up. Wow, we're almost getting there. The, our Paul Moore, Mole Man never, never got anything yet. Who? Uh, the Mole, Mole Man? man. No. Yeah, Mole Man. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay, he's that's going to the replica. Replica. Ooh, he's that's no clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to. No one's on the floor here. Now, the Mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the, he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, we watched the we watched the last one, right? Carry On Columbus, which was a uh, after twenty years they revived it in honor of the uh, centennial, I guess, the the five tennial of uh, Columbus's discovery of America. Now that was two. a really good film, I felt, you know. And one of the best parts of, I mean, it's stupid. You can't take it for real. But if you right. just forget all that and say, "Okay, just do stupid things for me," then there's that scene where they broke. He broke character, right? He they were gonna hang him. Uh huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, "Okay, I was gonna share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me. I understand." That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. <laughs> do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from the Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill, and then uh, I... it was Ke- uh, Neil, but, right? So then they would go on to say, "Of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us." But then at the end, remember the he reversed it. He 
you don't remember that scene. I'm going to have to play it for you. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I did watch a bunch of characters. Carry On was like, it started, I guess, around the the 60s or whatever, 50s. Black and White, uh, it became a comedy series like Carry On Teacher, Carry On Nurse. and, uh, And then it just got kind of sillier and broader and just, you know, it's a great movie series. It's the police academy, I guess, of the of the British film industry. Yeah. But they made a lot more of them. I saw Carry On Cleo. It was Cleopatra and uh, Julius Caesar is on this throne. He stands up and his little, uh, he goes, oh, I've been sitting on my laurels. Oh, should I get that joke? Well, because he had like the tiara that they would wear. Right. It's a, it's called a laurel. Oh, that you put in your hair. Your, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sitting on his laurels. Yeah. Okay, so they both have showed up to steal the bell at the exact same time. So now they're having a back and forth kind of, you know, kissing contest. Right. So he goes, okay, we'll work together. You know, you've got the rope. uh, You know, I've got whatever. He goes, and then once we have the bell together, we'll flip a coin. Whoever wins the toss can have the bell. That's ridiculous. Oh. That's a, that sounds nice and square of you, pal. I thought you'd like it. Let's get started on it straight away. This will take the alarm out. You American chaps know everything. Oh, is he wearing his kilt and he's going upstairs? Yeah. Finally get to look up his kilt. Yeah. Uh, Almost. So the slapstick of this movie are people falling. Right. Like so saw... He cuts the rope just as you said that. Yeah. Those are pretty pretty good uh, stunts. Why did he cut the rope? He's not going to get the... Because they're enemies. Yeah, but he's not going to get the bell by himself. Yeah, I know. That's perplexed me when I've watched it. Uh... Once. Well, no, I watched it like two or three times, but I mean... Like every now and again, you're watching it absentmindedly, like you're reading your phone or something, and you miss. Right. I don't know. So now we have the same exact situation. They're having a little pissing contest, and it's going to be like, okay, we'll work together. The same old thing. Right now, he's accusing him of stealing government property. Or something. It's, not, it's not funny stuff. Let me see if I can tell you anything about this. There no, was I, one dark thing. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, please tell me, because we're in the third act, and I, I want to get, you know. Okay. You want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home already. Yeah. It's the dang movie. No, no, I, I like this movie. What was the dark thing? Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll just start reading. Uh, media. We already talked about this. Publishing a restaurant review for the Sunday Times. Founder of the Police Memorial Trust. Uh, it received good reviews. Not popular at the box office. <clears throat> but I had this juicy story. Where are you? Here it is. All right. Bust it out. Oscar-winning actor. I guess it's actress Helen Mirren. Lambasted director Michael Winner in a TV interview for allegedly treating her like a piece of meat during a casting session for this film in 64. 
Recalling the encounter, she said she was ordered her to turn around and flaunt her body for him. I was mortified and incredibly angry. I thought she was insulting and sexist. I don't think any actress should be treated like that. Like you know, I, I, I want to pause you for a quick second because Helen Mirren went uh, viral like maybe a couple of weeks ago where they found an old interview where the, the reviewer was like just being a little sexist and she was just putting him in his place. Wow. So, you know, yeah. So she, she was, you know, she had to put up with a lot, but she never did. She won an, act, an Oscar. Um, okay. So you know what this asshole winner said, right? What? Winner defends his action, saying, I did indeed ask her to stand up. I don't remember asking her to turn around, but if I did, I was being serious. I can see it now. She's wearing a peasant blouse. Oh, my God. And photographs with enormous bosoms, which was sagging a bit, even though she was young. Helen Mirren, that's what he was saying about? Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I remember it. She she was wearing a peasant dress, and yes, she did show her ass. Boobs. I just wanted to see her ass, but she was assisted showing her sagging boobs. I don't oh, know. I, he's casting for a movie, right? Does he have to have a sexy person? Kind of does. Have, you don't have to like have them parade like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Show off your goods. No, they're going to be on... Well, there would have been a film test, right? I don't know. Right, there would have been a film test and they would have, you know, see if she was ideal for the character. Yeah, I mean, she, she's right and she does call out that shit all the time. Right. But, and also, she's, you know, besides being, you know, she's she's gorgeous. Uh-huh. Hel- Helen Mirren? I don't know her. I'm going to have to Google her. Yeah, Google her. Google Helen Mirren, Caligula, 1980. Caligula. Yeah, she's topless in that. It's a notorious scene. Or Helen Mirren. Wasn't she in James Bond? Was it, Did she play M? How have um, you never heard of Helen Mirren? You know her as old Helen Mirren. Okay. Uh, oh, Bond. You must remember the, the last Bond we talked about Casino Royale? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I know that the bad guy is your brother and your father was a villain and you have a house called Skyfall, but will you please keep things in order, Bond? <laughs> oh, I know her as an uh, actress of today. As M. She was like Pierce Bronson, I think she was M, like she was a holdover from mm-hmm. uh, the previous Bond. Yep. She played the queen. She was yeah. in Red. But I'm telling you, she, oh, Red, right. Well, yeah, her and Bruce Willis. That was the, kind of the joke. Like, they would have a Helen Mirren and Bruce Willis movie. But uh, she, uh, but she, you know, it's decades of career, and she did have, like, theatrical, she, she was big, you know, in, in England. And, yeah. Uh, now, watch, I, you got to see this, because it starts a chain of events. But look, it's so dumb. He goes, oh, I'm tired. Whoops. Oh, I got to wipe my, really uh, I got to wipe my brow. Yeah, really badly written. You've seen this movie before. Here we'll have the choreographed. Yeah, they choreographed. Like, it's still moving. Whoa. Whoa. I had to drop it when I touched my feet. When I touched my feet. You yeah, that guy threw right in there. Get this out of here, mister. Actually, this is what I love about it. Like, not only does it cause chaos, the, the foreman's like, I'm going to keep pushing it. <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it did cause chaos when it rolled in. 
Yeah. Uh oh. The one that dumps her just got a up kilt. Up kilt. No, up kilt. Yeah. Oh no, the bell has rolled out bell's and hells. rolls into the tame. Now you can't unring that. Oh, is that the tight is that the Thams? That's the Thams River. Fat rut. It is. Uh oh. It's famous. It's very famous. The Thames River. Look, everyone's shaking their fists at him. Act. Yeah, right. And roll them. Hey, and roll them. <laughs> what a big idea. Hey. Hey, we're just your local fishmongers. We can't take this. Grumble. Grumble. And cut. I'm not even and see. Joke. It's not, it's so not funny. <clears throat> So this Michael Winner did the mechanic in '72. Now I know the great. Yeah, that's a great. No, no, the mechanic was a Charles Bronson movie, and it was later made into like two films with Jason Statham. He's he's a like a hitman who's so good. He's like the mechanic. I think it was Walter Matthau actually in that one. Uh huh. But it's good. It's it's a solid movie. He's like he also made. Wonton Ton or Ronton Ton, the dog that's yeah, in Hollywood. Right, 76. Which I look every six weeks, I'll look on YouTube to see if it finally posted because it is like a good shitty film. But yeah, he was like making these like shitty Charles Bronson films for Canon when I got when I saw his film. Mm-hmm. Uh he did revisionist westerns, Chateau's Land and Lawman. He did the Centennial in 77. Which was like a scary. You know, you you mentioned revisionist <laughs> westerns. The the lead of this movie was in Kapaloo. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, yeah, which came out the same year. Right, and Columbia really thought he was gonna be the shit, Joe. Um, the role. Did you? Wait, what happened? Why what happened to the upper crust? Like, did he get news that he lost? No. What? No. What are you talking about? Well, uh, Delmolt collapsed, and I was wondering why. Oh, why? No, he just ate a bad um, prawn or some crap. Bad. Wow. I don't know how he even survived in the army. <laughs> he had people do it for him. Hey, it's Jerry Lewis and the Evasive Bellboy. Thought I'd crawl up through window. So, yeah, he um, just got into a pop star's window and she's like you're popping up everywhere and i don't know did you just ruin my television appearance <laughs> she doesn't uh no he actually he didn't ruin it right he danced like a monkey yeah i guess everybody liked it i think that was a funny scene carl i mean i, I like this guy whoa pac-man swipe yeah <laughs> so he's uh, the mole's underground going like, oh, it's a cave-in, and he's like freaking out, you know, he's being paranoid. Yeah, it's like in Caddyshack where they would cut to the gopher. Now you see all the bowler caps. Right. Because they're, the director's saying, you know, we're at Lords of London and they're, you know, somebody fucking stole our bell. What are we going to do about this? You're going to find it? Okay, we'll find it. All, All right. right. Well, I'm hope, you know, how much was it insured for? It wasn't insured. 
we're the leading insurance in the world and we didn't insure our most valued treasure. That's the joke, Carl. Oh. Hello, home invader. How about some breakfast? It's a traditional English breakfast. You've seen this movie. No, I have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to... I don't know. I thought it would be different. You must be. You know what? Another thing about YouTube, I looked, typed in, you must be joking. Yeah. And there, it, there was a South African candid camera prank show that <laughs> called, the theatrically released movie in 1987 called You Must Be Joking. And it's this guy, it's these two radio personalities from South Africa are uh, hosting these like pranks. And it winds up like the, it was like a former boxer who was in it. And they proceeded to keep making these prank movies for the next several decades. Uh, Interesting. You know, reflecting South uh, Africa and all stuff that, you know, I would, I would read it and I, I saw it and I was like, I looked at it. I said, I want to see a user review. And, uh, oh, look, they found the bell. Well, the team has tides and the French girl knew that and said, you know, I have great news for you. Your bell can be recovered. Really? Wait, who's the French girl? The pop star? Yeah. Oh, and so the girlfriend sort of jilted in a way. Yeah, she's not needed anymore. He found I mean, he's, he was, you know, he what he didn't sleep at home last night. Really? What a creep. Oh, car phone, car phone, car, car phone. phone. I know. Car phone. That's the only way you could talk in your on the phone in a car back in 1965. Was on a car phone. Yeah, a backseat car phone. The only way you could talk on a car phone in 69 was with was on a car phone. Car phone. <laughs> oh no! So he's going underwater. He thinks it's, but he doesn't actually go in the water. He's just too late. It's too little. Too late. Look, he's too clean to be in that dirty. Yeah. Oh, I, I would suffocate, or I would just quit at that point. Remember yeah. your trip through the... Okay, see her terrible driving, that'll be a... Oh, right. That's, I was wondering what was going on. <clears throat> so now... Okay. Elliot Dellum has been picked up by an ambulance because he was sick, and now basically he's using them as a taxi. Okay. Oh, to, to get over. So we're finally wrapping up the end of yeah. 48 hours. Now, what's happening here is the staff sergeant is lying that he was requisitioning all those things for the general, <clears throat> right? But the truth is, like, he he was he thought he was saying about the things in the scavenger hunt, but he's been requisitioning for years. Uh, uh, with illegal, you know, like cans of uh, jelly beans, and like he's been getting supplies and selling them on the on the army's dime. So he's blaming it on the governor. I mean, on the um, general. Right. Oh, so the general's going to be in hot water. And right. what's in the bag? So he he doesn't have his own bell, right? The first time I thought that was the bell in there. Right. He doesn't have his own bell. There's only two bells. Now look, this is Pink Panther guy. Yeah, he's that's right. Yeah. We've seen him in other films, and I'm not telling you about Casino Royale. I'm not an asshole. He was in Casino Royale. He was in Superman 3, 
But I mean, he was in the Return of the Pink Panther. Pink Panther Strikes Again. Revenge of the Pink Panther. Right. Pool of the Pink Panther. Son of the Pink Panther. Curse right. of the Pink. Panther. Wait, he was the son of the Pink Panther with yeah. Bellini. You know, HBO Max just they just pulled all of them. They had all of the Pink Panthers, and I tried. His name's Graham Stark, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 He's a he's like a Charlie Sheen in Terminal Velocity. He has a skydiving uh, company, and he drinks. Yeah, they were uh, army buddies together when they were in the Suez Canal, and that was that Israel. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I forget, but anyway, so they're old army buddies, and that's how, or military buddies, and that's why he's going to take him up in the plane so he can parachute in for the final contest. They're all right now heading with their scavenger hunt stuff to the check <laughs> Like he's got the uh that's the old school. Like here here's your parachute. You need to fold it up maybe. Right, right. All right, there it is. We're almost finished, Carl. I could see the I could right. see this movie almost Thank finished. Goodness. Well, that's been our show. It says Finn on the screen. Right. They well actually that's the border of Finland. <laughs> it's almost over. It's Finn ish. Yeah, it's close. It's a finish. It's getting there. Getting there. It's almost a fin. Are we done, Dad? Well, it's it's a finish. <laughs> Hang out for a second. Are we there, Fred's dad? Well, it's a finish. Okay, now this isn't really believable, but all of a sudden, like, she loves him. Okay? So she's like telling the guy from performance. I'm taking a two-week holiday. And oh, no. She she's going an holiday. Yeah. Wow, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What's up with this movie? He's kissing the wrong girl. Right. That's There's right. The girl. Yeah. But there's, we don't have any moral. He doesn't get any. He gets mean looks. <clears throat> oh, that's the worst he gets. Yeah, no. He, it, it, the movie ends great for him. <laughs> well, this guy's about to jump. So he's like, Do you make a good living? You only make money if, you know, in insurance if you die. And he goes, Die, forget it. I'm not going. And then he goes, Sergeant, I, you know, you did so much for me. I'm, this is the best I could do for you. He pushes him out of the plane. That's it. I'm done. This is the least I can do for you. <laughs> Now, look, his chute deploys, but meanwhile, he's going, pull the chute, pull the chute. They made a mistake in the editing, or they had to stick with bad, you know. Oh, look, they finally get the up kilt. Yeah, and he goes, that's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, it must be. Can you imagine? That's oh, terrific. You know, it, if there was a shower on the plane, you can shower and then jump off and naturally dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, naturally. You could just now, drip dry. Air dry. He he um they are impressed with him parachuting in. Now they're gonna be impressed with the aristocrat coming in on the ambulance. Others oh, squeezed by everything. The yeah. And then others arriving under arrest of the police. Right. For for buying all that shit. Yeah. Da 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 da. 
singing it's a mad 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 it's a mad 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 world intermission it's a long movie i wrote the mad world song mad 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 here's a christmas carol here's a mad mad world song mad 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 no you know no that's how the lyrics go but there's four mads in the song so sometimes i forget and i do like eight of them Oh, he made it to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody dropped. Now he tripped him. So somebody drops uh, their loot, and, and Mole Man gets it. Oh, so Mole Man's going to win. He's got the loot. Easy peasy. Okay, Unless... now. <clears throat> the movie ends in a very, very dissatisfying way, okay? Don't get ready for the American ending. Right now, what would happen is they oh, would, the American, yeah, they would race to the finish right in front of them, and then when the bad guy was going to win, we would get a tw- another contest that would result in the good guy winning, and we have a winner. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, it's funny that the moment gets all the items instead of going across to the finish line, he goes straight up to Terry Thomas. I did it. <laughs> yep, that's right. But he doesn't win, does he? No. No, this is a, all, as an American, I, I'm glad the American wins. I could totally relate to that. Well, the American won, but then he resigns. So it's, 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 uh, what? They all went into his dug hole. His, it must have hurt as an actor to fall through that hole. Yes. Yeah. Fucking winter doesn't give a shit. Uh, don't forget, my, I'm a bad driver, remember? Oh, she's going to save her boyfriend. Yeah. Now she sees him with the pop star. Now he knows she's on the list. So she's like, here, you better take these. You know, he, he hasn't called her in days. Right. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh-oh, things are falling apart. Here's your bullshit, sir. Even the <laughs> bell. And it's the real bell, not some fucking replica. Congratulate. Oh, what's this? What's That's that? Resignation papers. What? You can't resonate. Your paper, you're fired. Paper. <laughs> I, I'm switching girlfriends and I'm going on holiday. That's what they call it here. Right, uh, on holiday. To someplace and then Nice, right? Oh, I heard it's really Nice over there. Yeah. Well, my I have some family over there. My, my niece lives in Nice. <laughs> Okay, so now they're arresting him for years of get you know getting using the army's money to right. you know, buy goods. I always told him it will catch up to him. I don't do it. I says to him. So he's getting himself a... off the hook and blaming the general. <clears throat> what about the bowler caps? I thought they were all Floyd's. I guess there are other people. They were um, the boiler boiler bowler caps. Were he was the secretary of uh, the in- state or the interior, something like that. He was from the government, so nobody really wins. That's right. Now the general's going to ship the bell back, but he's arrested for stealing the bell. Did <laughs> you say what, sir? Oh no. 
Oh, so this whole thing implodes. I think that's a, how Rat yeah. Race ended too. They they busted John. There's Cleese. no winner, and nobody gets a satisfied. The guy who gets a satisfied ending is the jerk. Right. Oh, there he is with his girlfriend. Okay, look at him. We should play the volume on this. Okay. I have a feeling what's going on. Look, I can't believe it. He just waved goodbye to her. Yeah. And now we have the most unsatisfying ending of all. <laughs> they're just, they're all alone, the two delusional idiots. Oh, that's funny. And then, like, it, the director should have ended it right here. But no, the, uh, the mole man has literally existential compart, criticizes the army. Of the military so then he like makes him snap too and march i don't know it's dumb well you know he should have that that outburst this is a comedy movie uh, we got all these unsatisfied this is totally unexpected it doesn't wrap up a theme of the film at all right what was the fucking theme of the film like they didn't have one like if you work together you succeed something like that they didn't do that i think the theme was scavenger help uh hunts uh help us remember tammy and uh excited for her wedding and it was a good way to celebrate her bachelorette party <laughs> oh there he is marching off i this looks oh there it is the finn yeah elfin for finn Shot on location in England by American Films of London, England. Oh, How ladies and gentlemen. And there's the American Broad uh, Columbia Pictures. Well, Carl, that has been... You must be joking. 1965, <laughs> what'd you think of the movie? At times, I enjoyed it. At times, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty dull. I mean, like, the... Yeah. I, I had a lot of power to it, a lot of horsepower, a lot of good performances, but... It really did feel like uh, nothing was happening, and uh, there was no—I don't know—like at least rat race, they had to go from A to B. You know, it's a race. Yeah, this wasn't done in—I don't know—the uh, order of it was chaotic and scattered. Like, okay, never mind the pursuit of that thing. We're moving on to this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, we're all at the track at the same time. We're all in with the starlets a thing at the same time. I, I don't know. Wow. I think that um, if you listen to it with the sound, you're much more entertained because you hear all these accents and the things they say to each other. It is kind of funny a lot of the times, and uh, just to be around those uh, that culture is pretty. You know, everyone's it's all about class and right. You know, there's innuendo all over the place, but they'll never say it, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, uh, but it was, uh, I agree. So it was fun. I mean, it's fun to see those actors and I'm sure uh, I'll enjoy seeing them in other locations. Some of them I recognize, some of them I didn't. Terry Thomas, of course, was kind of fun in this, but it just kind of, it was a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we are going to, uh, Go back to uh, more common ground here in the United States and watch an American movie about real men. It's called Real Men from 1987. It stars 
uh, the late John Ritter and the currently alive James Belushi uh, back from 1987. I have a trailer from the Action Master. I don't know if my sound is going to be worth it for the show, but I was going to play it. So if you guys go type in Real Men 1987 and you see the Action Master's posting of the Real Men trailer, I was going to play it in a couple seconds. Okay. All right. The action master. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Stands on the brink of disaster, and only one man can save it. Lieutenant Perinello, Big Perinello, CIA. Who is he? This is going to be horrible, but we do find ourselves laughing. I know. Well, it's it's uh, John Ritter and uh, James Pelosi from the eighties. Well, that was a little too close. Oh, look at those clowns! <laughs> you guys can't act. Look at these clowns. Who brought these clowns on the set? This is a joke. Oh, S and M dungeon. Oh, that's a shame. Just saying. Right. This uh, trailer has the uh, box of the video cassette because it never was theatrically released. That is from 1987. Next week's movie will be Real Men with the real men, John Ritter and James Belushi. Carl, thank you so much for... Uh, uh, hosting and 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 uh, researching and and just kicking ass on this movie. Uh, may I never see it again, but I definitely enjoyed talking it uh, about it. And audience, we want hope you enjoyed the show too. Uh, just spread the word. Just you know, we'd love for you just to sign up for our podcast, L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, we would love for you to just get involved and and check out Mutiny Radio. They even have live comedy shows if you're in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, you can walk over there. Uh, we love Muni Radio, and we do love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Let's watch I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the right. same time. Yeah. L W A F L M O I T. Yeah, L W A F L M O I T. That's every Sunday, two PM Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent five yeah. percent Eastern Right. Standard I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later I finally get to the show five PM. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I gotta call back. Let's watch. It's oh jokes to Carl. Movie. Not duh oh like duh. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. It's my duh like French. So it's jokes to Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegelman. to my foot and they were like oh, i'm freezing your foot and i was like it's so cold it's so cold great at play it's so cold uh. they took the laser pointer in my chest and went i'm breaking your heart like This is a test. It is six o'clock in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. California. We are here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of MutinyRadio.fm 
And I am your host this evening, Alphonse John Belvedere, sitting in for Perkins Warbeck, who is perpetrating his quixotic quest to return the English throne to its rightful owners, the Plantagenet dynasty. We wish him well. He may be back next week in defeat once again, but with his spirit unbowed. We are listening right now to Eloy, a German progressive rock band that was formed in 1971. And they are still at it these 50 years later. I am here this evening with Chadwick and his friend, whose name I forgot. Help me out. Antonio from the street. And tonight we are going to be playing two hours of the best progressive rock and roll you have never heard in your life. We play from the fringes through the great gates of delirium. This evening we're going to start off with a classic. Oh, so, uh, scratch that. Scratch that. I'm going to pop into my favorite. Norwegian prog rock band, Popol Vuh, which was formed in 1971 in, no, not Norway, Belgium. Belgium. This is Antiaga und Siemenjaga from Popol Vuh. You're listening to The Gates of Delirium on Mutiny Radio.fm. Sometimes the mood just misses the mark. Let's start off with a little bit more of energy and activity. This is Osric Tentacles, Epiphlioi. Oh, stand by. We'll be right with you. There's a Technical glitch in the matrix happening at this very moment. There seems to be not a responsive demon in the demon works. Let's find out what happened here. Let's find out. How is everybody out there? This is Osric Tentacles. You are listening to You are listening to the Gates of Delirium and we have entered into a problematic phase. Stand by, please.
Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you knew that about him, but he was a, a bit of a wet blanket. Uh, and I get it because, like, when I when I watch the news nowadays, I'm like, yeah, I don't like the direction Europe's going in right now. Uh, <laughs> inflation's terrible. This is all stuff that Hitler felt. Why doesn't anyone like my art? <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King, you know that. would come to earth to stay and he spread this message all across the land turn the other cheek he'd bleed love thy neighbor was his creed Hi. In 
it's hard to think this straight man is The murders never cease. Are they men or are they beasts? Or do they ever hope, ever hope to gain? Will my country? And we're back at the gates of delirium after some technical snafus. Everything should be running smoothly now. Once again, my name is Alphonse John Belvedere. I will be your host for the next two hours, bringing you the most transcendent music known to mankind. I am coming to you from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios here at MutinyRadio.com, corner of 21st and Florida, in the Mission District of San Francisco, California, West Coast, USA, Earth, Solar System, Galaxy, Local Cluster. You are listening to The Astral Entrance by Eloy. Tonight we're going to start off with the... Unsurpassed progressive sound of... Yes. With Sound Chaser. Perkins Warbeck will be back next week. Enjoy.
find out that summer's evening's gone. We live a daydream, embracing home. Now we gotta wake up. Do we really think the world to be a creative oversight? Do we really think of senseless power? But forces we reveal, expose the true essence of things, the reason of all that has come to existence. No more silent cries will be able to divide it all lonely in the nights. Frequences of truth will call for us. Will we ever find out what means to be? Will we spread it out the day we see?
counterfeit master of the world will call for us empire. He's a demon of illusion, sorrow, darkness, mourning and appearance. Forests will explode and run with wings. Spirits will ascend into the sky. Cities will catch fire and the carbonized silent, hot and dry.
city full of garbage eaters ravaging parking spots beneath my plaza window. I see cheetah in their tight skins and tired heels. All night dip on the diner crossing the street. Swirling the herds of young and pile of lambasted gibbons. Even a struggling monster. And over there, that brilliant head ornament on that Japanese cap. But look closely at the hammerhead hand in hand with the mandrel. It's a sight you're unlikely to see anywhere else on the planet.